0: Welcome to the new episode of the Miles High Podcast. This is Miles Monroe Jr., your host. And as you know, the goal and vision of this podcast is to entertain, educate, and elevate you miles high above your fears, your doubts, and any limitations that you may think exist, always knowing that those limitations only exist in your mind. All right. So we got a great episode uh, for you today. I have a very special guest you know, last week I spoke about finding the right partner and, you know, my wife and I had some conversations uh, after recording that pod and I figured, you know, it would be good. It'd be great to, you know, bring that conversation to the pod. So this is a follow up to last week's pod to finding a partner. Me, I, I wanted to bring my wife on, uh, my wife Sharice uh on the pod today so that we can discuss relationships so first of all uh wifey baby thank you for joining you're welcome Thanks happy for to be coming back.
1: here on the couch and finally <laughs> on the couch Not finally I mean for the time. second time
0: uh she's always in the background you, you would normally hear a voice but you know now you're well for those of you watching you would normally hear a voice just hear a voice uh, but you're able to see her now um but regardless of you know, where you guys are tuning in, whether it's on our visual platforms or the audio platforms, you know, you're accustomed to hearing my wife on the pod, uh, but she's an official guest uh, for this particular pod. So thank you for joining. You're
1: welcome. How are you? I'm good. I have a question for you. So am I the right partner? (laughs) 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 This question. See, this, this stems from
0: our conversation from from the last pod. Uh, but I think so I, I think so but we'll, we'll I think we'll divulge into that as we have this conversation okay because I have the same question for you okay. am I the right partner
1: <laughs> let's do it uh,
0: okay so I wanted to review um, some the the tips that I gave uh, in the last um, in the last episode right the last part um, so just gonna you know briefly go down the tips if you haven't had a chance to catch that part you just go to our, our page and, you know, just listen to the Finding Your Partner uh, podcast. And, you know, that's a preview to what we uh, are going to be discussing today. So I gave some tips last week on, you know, how best to find the right partner or things you can do to find the right partner. And I just want to quickly run down those tips, right? So the first was to have a strong spiritual foundation or develop a strong spiritual foundation. I think that's very important. I mean, I think that goes without saying, to be quite honest. Uh, The second one was to chuck the checklist. You know, we we all have this checklist that we uh, put together. um, And sometimes it's unrealistic. And that's one of the main reasons why I say to chuck the checklist and just keep an open mind because you never know, you know, who that special someone could be for you. And your checklist may be preventing you from connecting with that person. The third thing was to be all one, right? So to be alone, like when you're alone, when you're single, but to work on yourself, develop yourself so that you, be, you can become a whole person, um, so that you can, you know, determine your values Determine your wants in life, determine your goals, and really be on that purpose journey. And I think once we're on that purpose journey and really understand uh, why we're here and what we can do and where we're going, I think that's the time when the best person for us uh, is going to come around. Uh, the fourth thing was to, you know, create a friendship or try to create a friendship. I know that could be hard based on the dynamics on how you met the person and how the relationship started. But if you can you know, try to cultivate a friendship first, uh, I think it makes it easier to build on that relationship. Uh, the fifth thing was to think with the right head for my fellas out there and you know, women as well. Uh, let's use the brains that we have, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in relationship decisions, uh, in every decision that we have, right? Let's not think with the wrong head. Let's not make emotional decisions. Let's, let's try to be as rational and as logical as possible. And then the last thing was the 80-20. There's probably 80% you just punch it from here. There's probably 80% of someone that you're going to love and, and like, and want to be with for the rest of your life. And then there's a 20% that you're just like, well, I, boy, I don't know. I don't know if if I could do this with this person. I don't know if I could take these things, right? But don't let the 20% determine um, the the choice that you make in throwing away, you know, the positive side, the 80% that's there. Um, because that 80% could really uh, be the determining factor in in your success, right? And I, I think the, the person that we choose to spend the rest of our life with, uh, really helps us in our personal success in our professional success uh and then we do the same for them right and and I think this eighty twenty rule is um, is very important when it comes to that so babe those are my tips um so the first thing yes. i want to kind of speak about is like which of those um is uh, maybe is like maybe not most important to you but which one like stood out or stands out to you
1: Well, all six of them are really important, Mm -hmm. but I think in our case, what I think for me stood out the most was the friendship aspect because we've always been friends. Everybody knows our story. We've been friends since high school. And when you are dating, you know, dating is already an awkward situation. So the less awkward it is, the better. And I think for us, because we knew each other so well, we knew our our likes, we knew our wants, our dreams and goals and stuff like that was easy for us to just genu- genuinely flow into a relationship. And then it wasn't as awkward because you don't have to kind of catch up. You don't have to find out what this person likes, mm-hmm. what this person dislikes, and then you're comfortable. And I think for me, that was the most important thing, being comfortable. You know, when you're new to a relationship, there are certain things that you, wanna, you don't wanna do. You're walking on eggshells. But for us, we were already in a position where we can crack jokes and, you know, the other one not get offended, but I mean, mm-hmm. Of course, going from a friendship to a relationship, there still is challenges, but it's so much easier when you are truly friends and you truly value that person um, as a friend. So I think for me that was very, very, very important, yeah. and it made it easier.
0: Sure, and, and but you know, obviously, everyone won't be able to start from yes, you know absolutely. that 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 position mm-hmm. of being a friend, right? And that's we're not saying that you should or that you have to. Um, we're just saying that it's a great place to start just because of the ease and of the transition into a possible relationship you know this person you've you've hung around them or been around them you know in a in a platonic Mm -hmm. manner and you know transitioning that now into a maybe a more romantic relationship or just maybe a little bit more serious like serious in uh like courting or, or you know whatever it is that you're transitioning into i think being friends just makes that transition easier. Because like Cherise says, you know, that process of like try, trying to get comfortable and trying to know someone. Like, you know, when you all go out to, to eat, for example, and let's say you eat something that that
1: are you doesn't, playing cute are you eating, doesn't sit you know? well with you. Not
0: that just playing cute, but like you eat now, you eat something yeah. that ain't sitting well, and then you got the bubbly guts, <laughs> right? A friend, you could say, yo, I got to, you know, I got to go, like you know. Like coming back, but someone you just meeting, right? You, you might have to like, Your you got a whole lot of it. You gotta be like, I right, I can't embarrass myself. <laughs> so you got to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And you know, I, 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 I'm just cracking a joke in, in all honesty, but you know, that's, that's, the reality of of the situation
1: right the level as, of comfort you would have if sure, you guys were friends
0: as friends so that's that's all we're saying so I, I have I mean
1: a co- some people might be comfortable You're right. you know so, you gotta <laughs> first, go you gotta go first
0: day so it be like anyway I gotta, I gotta <laughs> go to the bathroom but I think you know I I, I unfortunately I have way too much pride to be like, hey, I go into the bathroom on the first date where it just means someone. It's, health-
1: it's a healthy part of life. And
0: you know what? It is a part of life, right? And that's that's that's, that's always one thing yeah. I like never understood like why we're so ashamed. Embarrassed. Yeah. Not ashamed, but more so embarrassed to like go use the bathroom. And I just think like, especially our generation, mm-hmm. like the way we when we grew up, like they just was like, Oh, you gotta do number two. You, or you know, blow the bathroom <laughs> up. Oh man. Okay, so babe I have a question. Mm-hmm. So tell me what stood out about me, or maybe like one thing or a few things that stood out that you thought, uh, I don't know if uh, if this is gonna work for me.
1: Um, well, we have talked about this in great lengths. So I think the one thing that surprised me or like was like, oh, I don't know if I could deal with this, was your militant nature, your discipline. You have a <laughs> level of discipline that is unreal. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know if I could live under Sergeant Monroe. Like, the, don't, you know, you, like. You, ah. Okay,
0: you're running out now. Listen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> D knows. If you say, I want this done today. <laughs> if it's not done today, you, you know. So So I think that was one of the most shocking things about you, to be honest.
0: To so my discipline. Yeah. And I guess to counter that, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. My realization was like the exact opposite. Like Cherise is very undisciplined. Yes, right? very and chaotic. Very, everything is like sporadic and like unorganized in a sense. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say she's undisciplined. She's very unorganized though. So like, you know, for me, like I'm a process person and I have everything kind of structured and I I love routines, mm-hmm. right? I love to, you know, have just a life routine not necessarily routine and like my work but i I like to have a structure with like my days and like the 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 things that i do and when i do them um isn't anything like that Mm -hmm. and because of that disorganization like i honestly was like boy can i be with this can i be with someone who is this unorganized or this disorganized um but that's something that you know we we talked through and talked with each other about you know, and I think quite it balanced
1: uh, it balanced out as well because because you're so disciplined. I was able to watch you and kind of feed off of you and kind of try to do better. Yes. and I think with you, mm-hmm. you kind of loosened up I a did. little bit. I you did. know, you kind of.
0: I wasn't as, as as
1: uptight and <laughs> as militant.
0: You know? you know, a good example of that was, was um, so when me and Sharice, so Sharice and I grew up. Um, under like different religions i Mm -hmm. mentioned this in the last part as well uh she grew up uh anglican and i grew up non-denominational like kingdom uh kingdom based or kingdom foundation uh so the way that we do things on a spiritual level was was entirely different right one of those was fasting when it comes to fasting Mm -hmm. you know we fast uh the in our Church uh, and the, my family and stuff. You know, we we did a full fast. We, I mean, I guess you could have done, you know, any type of fast that you wanted to do—the Daniel fast, fruit fast, uh, fruit and salad, like whatever it was. But like, primarily, our fast of choice was a full fast, a no food fast. Charisse, uh in in her um, denomination, in her uh, Anglican religion, mm-hmm. we, uh,
1: we celebrated Lent. Right, so forty th- days. It was
0: forty days. Yeah. Uh, in a, period, a portion of the year and you
1: choose what you're going to give up essentially so right. and it, essentially it was like the same thing but it wasn't with food right. I mean it could be with mead uh, alcohol TV, any- anything that was advice to you
0: right anything that you felt that you couldn't do without mm-hmm. like you would, fi- you would give that up for like the period of Lent so, like, when we first started uh, dating, we got into a relationship. Like, I at, at the beginning of every year, I fast. I do a, a two- to three-week fast each year. And I remember the first time I, fa- I fasted, uh, I fasted for two weeks, I think, the first time. Like, yeah. the first time I fasted when you and I were together. And Cherise, uh, it, it confused her. She was like, so you're not going to eat, like, anything? You're just going to... And I was like, yeah, I'm just drinking water. I'm drinking cranberry juice, drinking apple juice, organic apple juice, uh, and herbal teas.
1: Well, I was confused because I'm like, is this healthy? (laughs) Like, you know, you need
0: food. Food. Right. So, you know, we, we, so it was weird to her, right? And it was something that she, it it, it was a shock to her, right? Um, But I think that discipline that I had, right? And I, and I, because I've done that every year since, you know, maybe two years or, or three years after that initial experience she had with me fasting, she was like, okay, I want to try this, right? And, you know, I, I usually, like I say, fast for two to three weeks. And, you know, I was like, yo, I don't think you should, like, go head on for two to three weeks. I think you should, like, gradually grow, grow into it. Because even for me, like, getting to be able, getting to the point where I'm able to fast for two to three weeks took some time, right? Uh, you know, I remember when I first started fasting as a teenager like two days was rough like three days was rough and then getting to five days like you thought you was gonna die you know so it was it was something that i had to learn to do and like develop a maturity to do um but nonetheless like, like you know getting back to the point like sharice uh was like okay, you know i want to fast with you uh this time and you know she decided to do a 2 day fast yeah. and uh, you know and i i, I love that and i didn't you know force her to do it or even ask her to do it like she took it upon herself to like want to do it and, and i think you know it was rough <laughs> it was rough for uh, those 2 it's
1: days 2 days <laughs> drinking tea
0: <laughs> those 2 days but she did it though and she did. You know, and we've been uh, fasting together since. Like she, you know, again, it wouldn't she wouldn't go as long as me. But the fact that she is still, you know, setting the time aside to fast, I think it just shows the the impact and, and influence that we could have on, on each. each other. You know, in our relationship and in a marriage. And I think that's it's one of the things where I think my discipline, like she said, um, really helped her to gain a bit more organization and a bit more discipline. Yeah. And then, you know, her unorganizing unorganization and maybe not so disorganization. disciplined disorganization unorganization <laughs> <laughs> her disorganization um helped me just to kind of you know relax a bit yeah. and just be like, like it's, it's not a, that serious yeah, it's okay if things are a bit yeah. chaotic uh at times um and and i think that's just something that you know we've been able to bounce off each other
1: there's so, beauty and chaos
0: some 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 <laughs> some would say, <laughs> some would say, um, but yeah, you know and and I you know this so just talking about her and I's history or our our development or, or growth in our spirituality with her coming from an Anglican background and me coming from a kingdom background, it just shows like the the histories that come together um, like when you decide to get married you know the, the the good book says our life book what i call the life book you know it, it tells us to to marry to the woman of your youth right and the reason why you know and, and it, you know, that that doesn't work out all the time right but the reason why that recommendation is made is because when we're young we don't have as much history as you know when we're 40 years old or 50 years old or 60 years old or, or 35 years old or whatever that older age is right you know you reach these age levels and you've lived a lot of life right you've developed a lot of habits you've you've uh developed into a certain type of individual and when you come together with someone like that's where you you bring these histories together and sometimes like the history that i know the habits that i have the things that i like to do once it clashes with you know someone else it could cause some conflict right and it could, it could cause some uneasiness and I think that's part of the reason why a lot of marriages don't work out right because you know in the courting phases or in the dating phases like we don't normally ask sometimes the right questions like we aren't as as intentional about hey I want to make sure that you and I are on the same page so let's talk about Uh, let's talk about building a family let's talk about where we're going to live let's talk about how we're going to raise our kids let's talk about the things that we're going to do within our relationship to build our relationship on a continuous level and I think those are things that Charisse and I did right and it comes back to the 80-20 rule right just understanding that you know this history my history you know uh, that I brought into the relationship and then eventually into our marriage and the history that she brought like i had to figure out you know okay i have to i, I understand that this is who you are as an individual and this is who i am and as, as an individual and here's what we may need to work on to you know make ourselves a union and
1: well i mean i also think that when people get into dating relationships before you even get to marriage mm-hmm. you have these expectations based on your lived Um, experiences like how you grew up. Did you grow up in a two-parent household like yourself? Mm -hmm. Did you grow up in a nuclear family like I did with my extended, um, my cousins and my aunts? So all of that goes into who you are. And I think that's that's an important question when you're also dating because you might know, well, I want someone who has the same values as me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think we don't take that into consideration, which is very important because how you grew up affects how you're gonna date you live, and right. how you live and mm-hmm. is this someone that I, does this person possess the values that i possess and if they don't can i look past that is that a part of my 80 mm-hmm. percent, or is that part of my 20 percent? is this a non-negotiable for me to grow up with someone who uh knows what a a marriage looks like because i want to fashion my marriage after my parents or is it something that i can be open to so all of that is important when you're dating, not mm-hmm. when you get married, because then you're already in too deep.
0: Yeah, and I think all of that comes through communication, Yes, right? Communication is key. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most important aspect of any relationship, right? And on making sure that, first of all, we both are on the same communication plane, right? mm-hmm. We're, like our definitions are the same when we, when we use certain terminology or phrases.
1: Well, I mean, you know, if you study communications, you will know that women, well, communication is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can all, me and you can hear the same thing, but I can understand oh, something different. You can understand something don't different. I know it. And then of course there's noise. <laughs> so what is affecting the way that I'm understanding what you're saying? Mm-hmm. So even though you can say I have great communication skills, is it, are, are you, you a, a d- good communicator? Are you, are you a good listener? Mm you know, are you a good interpretator? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important. And I think for, for us, we're both really good communicators. I mean, sometimes there's a lot of slip ups. And I mean, you know, we know the right concepts, but sometimes it's like, hmm.
0: Well, so like one thing I, I learned about Cherise, and I think this is most women, right? Like when I, if I tell Cherise something, she's not gonna hear the words that I say. She's gonna feel the words that I say. So the way that she hears me is how how is what I am saying how does it make her feel uh, because well
1: it depends on the tone
0: but i'm not even talking about just the tone right i'm literally talking about like i would tell you something Mm -hmm. right and then you would say it back to me and and i'd be like i didn't say that though i didn't use those words like those are not the words that i use like we have we have that conversation all the time right and i'm like but i did not use those words and i would repeat to her what i what i said and then she'd be like well this that's what i think you said you know it'd just be like well that's how that's how i internalize it and you know, initially that used to like cause some some friction in, in our relationship, but it took me like really understanding. Okay, so I understand now how she communicates. So it really, I have to not be a. I have to maybe like explain myself or say what I want to say a few times. Like she said, we've learned to communicate with each other, right? I, I've I know her. Her habits when it comes to communication. I know the the way that the ways that she communicates, the good things and the bad things about about how she communicates and about how I communicate, and I think that's that has made it uh, very easy for us to have uh, conversations, difficult conversations, random conversations, easy conversations. I think because we have we we were intentional about uh, about our communication, and actually I think that 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 happened because she and I like decided to do. Uh, premarital counseling counseling uh, even before we got engaged like we mentioned this on well
1: no I disagree I think we've always been good communicators because we've always been friends right but I my opinion but
0: what I'm saying is I think we understood Mm -hmm. how each other communicates from going through that that process
1: well I will also disagree because I think your dad's teachings and Learning from your dad was more important.
0: So I could give you all the trick, right? A little, a little. This is for both men and women, right? When you're in a relationship and you you want to you you want to uh, you you want to give your partner information that you know is good for both of you, but for you guys individually, um, like one of the ways you can do that is just to to play the audio or the video out loud. Like, I I learned that, like, my dad taught me that, to be honest. Um, I I don't know, I can't remember if he and I had a direct conversation about it or or if he said it in, you know, something that he was talking about or whatever, but he was like, you know, if you want your, and he was talking to, he was talking about kids, like, you know, us as his kids, like, what he would do was, you know, just play uh, whatever it is that he wanted us to receive. Right. And subconsciously, like we may not even be conscious of like what's going on, but subconsciously we're, we're retaining that information. And like, as you consistently do that, like you will be surprised how much of the information you will be able to retain. So I, I took that, that nugget that, that he, that I remembered. And, you know, I, I have to play a lot of our resources with the work that I do. And you know i just decided to sometimes just like just play it out loud and like i would i would notice Charisse like subconsciously even right like when my, do- my dad says like these phrases that hit home like pretty often and it would come to a point where like he would start the phrase and before he finishes finishes it on the on the audio or video that is playing like she would finish it and in my mind, I'll be like, "Yeah, there you go. You got it. You get. You getting it right." And, and I'm just I'm using that to say like, that allowed her to like understand. Uh, the principles that I've learned that I use like in my life and not forcing out on her and telling her, yo, this is the way that we need to go, but allowing her to see the truth for herself to be like, okay, this makes sense, right? This, I, I can see the value in this information and I want to internalize that information. So that's, that, that coupled with the premarital um, counseling that we did. And again, we did that even before uh, we got engaged, right? Cause I, and that was a personal decision for me because I really wanted her and I to be on the same page, like her to know, like, this is, this is, this is how I want to go into a marriage. And I wanted to know how she wanted to go into a marriage and just, you know, make sure that we agree on maybe not everything, but the majority of things, of things prior to even getting engaged. And I think that, um, that commu- that premarital counseling like allowed us to really learn and understand. Maybe it's more so me than her though, because um, I think the information like even though I may have heard this information before or know this information, um, being there with her, I I think I was just listening with different ears, or maybe because I was a bit more older and matured, uh, but
1: well, maybe it, because you're the one who had to ask question.
0: I mean, okay, fair enough, but
1: <laughs> but no, I mean i was very hesitant i did not want to do it like i said in the last podcast but i think it was it was a really good experience for both of us i know you would
0: like it though because um, you love to I learn like old stuff no right? but you love to learn i yes, just I like do. you love to learn like sharice is always learning like but <laughs> you could ask her like the most random thing and she probably is going to know the answer and i'm always like yo why do you even know about this like why is this True something story. that you research um, but i knew that she loved to learn and i knew that even though she, like she might have been hesitant the the ability to you know gain more information and learn something i knew i knew would have attracted her to uh, saying yes into us doing this premarital course
1: on the last podcast while well, i was going through the comments and a lot of people they like that tip to mm-hmm. go to marital con- counseling before even getting engaged mm-hmm. and i think it's actually beneficial because there's a lot that you have to, even for relationships in the class that you learn.
0: No, I don't, I wouldn't recommend...
1: Not taking everyone. You take everyone no, you're no, in a relationship with to this about. course, right?
0: <laughs> and I wouldn't say you should force someone yeah, no. to go to it the course. Be I think it should be something that you both want yeah. and some, something that you both like aspire to do. But it is, I, I think that's probably one of the best things that Sharice and I have done, like yeah. prior to getting married, prior to even getting yeah. engaged, like I mean, doing this course.
1: I mean... Like when you before you're in a situation you look at people going through counseling and therapy, even if they're in good spaces and you're like, Well, well, what you doing that for? Mm -hmm. But it's just so enriching on your relationship and you're not even in like personally there are things that you personally can use in your day to day Mm -hmm. life that is just I think it's a great thing.
0: And we just as individuals where we should never stop learning, I think even in a marriage, like you should always wanna learn, right? And so like there are like maybe some Myers courses that Sharice and I are going to do in the future, or marriage seminars, or like or you like know, a retreat. do the yeah marriage retreat, do all these we things, might things. one. As a as, that's true, we <laughs> did talk about that, but do all these things that uh, adds fire to or add logs to the fire of our of our marriage to ensure that we're um, considerate, con- continuing to be considerate about each other and each other's needs and wants and, and desires, uh, not just individually, but also in, in the marriage as well.
1: And then one thing that we always do in our relationship is we don't wait for the problems to come. Like I mm-hmm. told him, like every season, we know it's hurricane season, we prepare, we put up our hurricane proof windows, you know, you get your batteries, you get your flashlights, you get your generator prep for hurricane season. So in a marriage, you want to prep for whatever problems you might have coming. and by consistently communicating, by asking each other, is there anything that I can do to better myself in this marriage and yeah. better myself overall? You know, what, what what is it that I can improve upon?
0: Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think this course also allowed us to to learn more about each other, right? This premarital course that we did. Um, but prior to going to this course, I think, you know, both of us had this assumption, you know, there's, so there's this, this topic of like love languages and like how, how uh, each person expresses love and receives love, mm-hmm. right? And I think prior to going to this premarital course, Sharice uh, and I were kind of like guessing or assuming what okay. each other's love language was, right? Like, well,
1: I don't even think we were doing that. I think we were just going by, well, I think he'd like this, or I think she would like this, or I think it was, a. B- so essentially it was about what you wanted that person to like or appreciate sure. and I think the love language is really hit it home for us yeah, it's not like, about what you want uh-huh. it's what they want
0: especially and that was you know that was a lesson that I think Cherise needed to learn um, at least the the way that I lo- like to receive love right I think for her well, um, well
1: it was both of us
0: yeah but I mean you know us. like what you thought my love language was was way different than what it actually is, like yeah, once and we what discovered you what you thought was.
1: my love language was was totally different.
0: It wasn't that far off. It was okay. It was it far was, off. It was, right. it
1: was far off. See, actually, you know what? So Let's <laughs> save you some money.
0: We we uh, we found the the form that we we used to fill out. Right, and yes. you, you, if you want to do this, like you can just Google the five love languages and there's
1: fivelovelanguages.com
0: There's a there's a, a thirty questionnaire, thirty questions that you answer. And you use those questions to determine like what your love language is, and you, the the key is to be honest when you're answering the questions, right? And it, it'll, uh, I, I think you know, I think this this is pretty accurate. It is uh, based on like what our our love language is and like how we receive the the love from each other, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, again, you could go online. Uh, the five, the love, what is it? five, five love languages.com and you can take these you can do these 30 questions so you can find out uh what your your personal love languages and for those of you who are in a relationship you can get your uh your significant other to take it as well so that you both can understand each other's love languages right so for for Sharice and I I'm just so what what they do is right so the five love love languages are uh, acts of service receiving gifts quality time words of affirmation and physical touch right and what this questionnaire does is it 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 um it lists them in your in the priority that they fall in line for you right so each of us has certain levels of these as a part of our love languages but there are some that are way more stronger than others so for me I'll give you my top two. My top two, my top, my number one for me was acts of service and the second for me was words of affirmation. Actually, I'll give you my top three because it was, each of them were one point off, right? So acts of service was one, words of affirmation was two and quality time was three and i let Sharice read Well, I
1: only have top two because the rest were really low so <laughs> <laughs> the top one for me was quality time and the second was words of affirmation and the one that you thought that I was received zero points. So,
0: and that, you yeah. know, that was crazy, right? Because I thought, I mean, as I guess, most as women. most women, right? You would assume that they love gifts, yeah. right? And
1: I mean, I like gifts, but I guess I don't value gifts on the level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: I mean, I, you know, I think I don't think you like gifts as much as you think. No,
1: you because you would like you did really like. I realized good that, that now. Acts of service, leaving gifts in my car and yeah. my trunk, and it was sweet, and I was like, oh, okay do 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 right. like go about my day like, hey, you, know? you know
0: uh that's good okay anyway <laughs> okay. what's next you know
1: anyway you could sit on the couch with me you know
0: <laughs> right and and yeah. so what i didn't realize was like quality time was way more important and and one thing we both realized was i guess this perception of like what quality time yeah. is right and like because in i for from a male perspective like you think quality time is like sitting on the couch cuddling like touching each other and like holding hands, walking around and staring at each other's eyes, like doing some, some mushy stuff, right?
1: Made for TV. Yeah. Like what,
0: what TV shows us, but like quality time, especially for Sharice and I is actually could actually be like us just being in the same house. Mm -hmm. Like we don't even have to be on the same floor. We don't have to be within the same room. Like it's just knowing that, you know, we're in the same under the same roof. And, like, that's quality time. And as, as absurd or as weird as that may, may sound, like, that's how she and I view quality time. And, and, you know, obviously, in addition to, like, us traveling together, us, like, going on dates and stuff, like, those are things that we consistently do. But, you know, spending quality time with Cherise could be, you know, us maybe even being in the same room and not even saying a word to each other. Like, not saying not sitting next to each other. Like, she could be on one side of the couch, I could be on the other side. But the fact that we're there, Whether we're watching uh, a movie or watching a game, or I'm watching a game she's on her phone or she's watching a movie I'm on my phone like whatever it is that's quality time for us and and I think like that varies based on you know the couples that are going through that process mm-hmm. but like really understanding that and like r- well learning that and then seeing how she and I related with each other like it started to make sense like mm-hmm. it really started to make sense where oh quality time is important for you like you do appreciate like even I like I recognize like I always thought it weird like I would be in the kitchen cooking and Sharice would just like gravitate towards the kitchen. Right. And either she is like you sitting because
1: I'm always hungry.
0: No, I think I, I honestly think like that's a that's a, a level of, of QT that you love. Yeah, it is. And, you know, she would sit somewhere like around the, the counter and we like just have a conversation uh, about like just random stuff. And she doesn't do it all the time. But, you know there are times that she does do it and i realize now like okay that's just a level of quality time that she loves so like just understanding that about her like i could appreciate now like her wanting to like just be in the vicinity right and us be in the vicinity of each other um and that that's helped me in like understanding what my uh what her love language was and i honestly didn't even realize that my love language was acts of service
1: and it does take some time when you find out what your love language is to to apply it because there's still of course you're still going to want to do what you want to do for that person mm-hmm. um, so it took it was a learning curve for me because I love to buy you things but
0: the you, wrong things it was
1: more so like like Sharice
0: is a type of person <laughs> Sharice is the type of person to buy me was, something that she wants, right? <laughs> and be like, I, You have you to like, like this, this? <laughs> because I like this for you. So you must like this. And like, she would buy me gifts, and I'd be like, why you buy this stuff like I don't even because
1: I wanted to buy you something like, it made like me feel stuff. good but you know, it was then, about me and
0: then when I don't use it like she's get upset and I'm like but I never asked you yeah. to buy like yeah. I this wasn't something that was on my list for you to buy me or whatever so like with that like I try to tell Sharice like like pay attention to my likes and not just like in broad in a in a broad aspect right like you know if I if I like sneakers I'm, I'm a sneaker lover right I'm a you can't just buy me any sneaker, right? You have to no, buy I sneakers that I like. Like she bought me some Reeboks one time, but I was like, "Is it like
1: cute? Is it
0: even cool?" <laughs> and she get mad, like so I I I, I was happy for the gift, right? Cuz it wasn't something that she asked me if I wanted. It was something that she
1: And it was an extra gift.
0: Sure, but it was a gift nonetheless. And you know, it, uh, the the thought was great, right? Um but it wasn't like I didn't like that type of sneaker. So when I didn't wear it and I felt like it was just like losing value just sitting in my closet so I gave it away I gave it to one of my cousins right and she she wasn't upset she was like why are you giving the shoes away that I buy you and I was like uh because I don't don't wear them them. (laughs) right (laughs) and I was like this is a lesson for you to like if you're going to buy me some sneakers either ask me the sneakers that I want or like really pay attention to the, the, the brand and the style of sneakers that I like. And that's, I think that goes for all of us, right? Well, I've
1: if, gotten better at yeah, it.
0: Yeah, she's gotten super better at it because she asks me now. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But um, I think just paying attention to what each other likes, right? And like having conversation commenta- like I'll have a random conversation, like with Sharice about, do you like this? Or what do you think about this? And like, just, you know, just... Just she wouldn't like to her. It would seem like a random, random conversation I'm having. But for me, it's like me gaining information on like ideas of the things that you know she could like that I could possibly get as a gift uh, at some point. Um, but being intentional about like learning the love language because, like I said, I didn't even know I, or I didn't realize my love language was acts of service. service. But it, like, after I found it out, it made so much sense, right? Because I don't care for gifts. I don't care for. For QT, to be, to be honest, but like doing something for me, like I, I truly appreciate that. And, you know, when Sharice does that, like it, it does affect me a different way than anything else. Even uh,
1: words of affirmation.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think for both of because us. Because I didn't
1: think you, you didn't think that was your mm-hmm. love language because, you know, I guess men are. You guys feel a way about when you get compliments. and it's No, like, I guess
0: it's, I think it's yeah, just me.
1: Maybe it's just you. <laughs> I would compliment you. I would say something Do you and like? Well, like you'd be really weird about it and mm-hmm. you wouldn't know how to receive it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, until we did this, you're like, oh, I guess that's I guess what it is. I guess it does is. do it something for sense, me, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, this, again, this is something that we learned going through our pre-marital course or class. Mm-hmm. And again, I, you know, if you're able to, um, if you can do it even before you get engaged, I think this will, this will uh, cause you to develop an even stronger bond with, yeah. with, that, with that special someone um, because you learn so much about each other. I think there is some other stuff that we yes. learned uh, that you wanted to share about communication, right?
1: So, you know, we always reference the Bible as being the life book. The life book mm-hmm. and you can go to it for any of your problems. And so, I got this handout in marital classes, and this was 15 biblical principles for good communication in marriage by Sabra Penley. I'm not going to list all of them, but I wanted to list four of them that I think was really really good. And so, the first one is when mar- when problems arrive arise, acknowledge that you are part of the problem. And you can go to Proverbs 26, well, verse 20, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6, and the scripture is, many a man claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful man who can find. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is, be willing to change, be part of the solution. Mm -hmm. And the accompanying scripture is John chapter 5, verse 6. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him. Do you want to get well? So, of course, you have to be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Number three, be responsible for your own words, actions, and reactions. Don't justify them by blaming them on your spouse. And that is a big one.
0: That definitely is. The
1: scripture, Galatians <laughs> chapter 6, verse 4 to 5. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing him himself to somebody else. Else for each one shall carry his own load. And the last one for another big one. Do not keep bringing up all arguments or wrongs. <laughs> uh, and that's Corinthians 1, chapter 13, verse, verse 5. Love keeps no record of wrongs. and so. uh,
0: You know, like we say all the time, like everything that you would need in life, is in the life book right yes. and this i think this is a good testament to that if you want to read the rest like i said you could uh, go to the uh it's the 50 and biblical principles of
1: good communication in marriage by sab
0: by sabra, sabra Pen- penlev p-e-n-l-e, Pen-Le-, Pen-Le- Penley, Pen-Le- p-e-n-l-e-y
1: I think it's a book, perhaps. Yeah, it
0: could sure. be a book, but it's 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 great information, and this is information, and even like like that information is some stuff that Sharice and I go through continuously in our relationship, mm-hmm. and we continue to remind each other of, hey, don't forget, like yep. this is one of those communication things that we discussed that we need to work on or continually work on, yep. right? Not 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 to forget. Um. So yeah, so you know, I, ho- hopefully, this conversation has you know just. Been able to teach you guys some things, uh, not just about us and our relationship, but Yourself. some things that you can take and apply to your own relationships, right? To better them and, and to build stronger relationships. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention before we leave, right? So, uh, actually, let's talk about how do we keep our marriage happy, okay? Um, I think f- one of the things we do is we dis- we've decided like we're intentional about never stop dating. Never stop never to stop dating yes. each other. Uh, and you know once kids come along I'm I'm pretty sure like that's going to, to get difficult. But I think as long as she and I are on the same page to never stop dating and we set time aside to date and to enjoy make sure we're enjoying each other's
1: company and it can be even simple things like we enjoy each other's company so much that we don't have to leave the house we Mm -hmm. can lay on the couch watch tv like we laugh i send him memes and wait for him to look at them in his phone like we just always ensure that we are keeping each other at the top of our minds and we play
0: games right we play uno we play uno champ here OK. <laughs> uh, but, you know, do whatever it is that you need to do to ensure that you both are continuing to stay happy in yes. the relationship. Because, you know, there's a, there's one saying or I guess it's a myth that I, I, I want to uh, discuss. And that's the saying where, you know, we, we hear all the time, happy wife, happy life. Right. I absolutely hate that saying because there is no way that the focus in any marriage should just be. On one person's happiness, mm-hmm. right? I, I think uh, it's it does a disservice to the to mm-hmm. the to the man to the to the men in in the marriage or in the relationship just to be considerate about their wife's happiness. I think everyone's happiness is important. My happiness is yeah. just as important as Cherise's happiness, okay. and I don't think I could depend on Cherise for my happiness, and either she for my, for her happiness. I think we need to ensure that we are individually happy, and then ensuring each other is happy and Continuing to be happy in the relationship, you know, uh, Sharice and I went, we were at a restaurant uh, one day, and um, so Sharice and I are the type of people like we're we're we don't need like to have conversations all the time, right? So, sometimes when you see us, and we actually didn't realize this until we were with yeah. some friends <laughs> and they pointed it out to us, right? Because
1: like they thought
0: we were they thought we waiting, were like, like upset with, yeah. each, with each other because we weren't saying anything but we were like in each other's company and they were like, Are you guys okay? So, you know, again, we were at this restaurant and our waiter um, who was serving us, you know, we were at the table, we had had gotten our food, we were eating, but we weren't saying anything to each other, right? We were just kind of eating and like looking around and not saying much, didn't really, you know, we didn't even, it wasn't, it's never a thought to us, right? It's just like we understand like this is just who we are and what we do. Our waitress came up to us and she I guess she like looked a bit puzzled, right? And she she was like, "Are you guys happy?" Right? And she asked, "It's such an odd question to be asked." Let yeah. it through, Charisse and I. Right? And we were like, "Are we, we happy?" <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, we happy. <laughs> we're happy. Of course, we're happy." But you know, it's and we we've taken that and internalized that in our relationship, right? And you know, we took that one funny moment where someone looked at us and. You know it may have appeared that we, we weren't happy so she felt the need to make sure and ask like are yeah. you guys happy and that's what we do now so you know even if it's in joking you know sharice and i would randomly just kind of ask each other like you know are you happy Charisse, are you happy, are you happy? Are you happy? Mm-hmm. and it kind of it kind of reminds us to ensure that we we are uh, continuing to be considerate about each other's happiness but also ensuring ensuring that we are, that happy. We are happy ourselves um, and I think that's most important. So for all you per- people out there that are continuing to say and believe, you know, happy wife, happy life. Like, let me tell you all something. You all got to be happy. Continue to be happy. Stay happy. Ensure that you're happy. And in your happiness, I'm sure that that happiness will spread to the persons that you love. Your wife, your kids. And it'll make the entire family, I think, a stronger bond. All right? So, focusing on everyone's happiness, including your own, is important. I agree. Okay, anything else you wanted to share, babe?
1: Well, you know, I'm always a motivator of not comparing your relationship to other people. Mm. So, we might be sitting here and you might think, oh, I want a relationship like that. They seem so together. Everyone goes through problems, everyone goes through something, and it's up to you how you're going to fix it, how you're going to keep that glue. you know, bonded to between you both. Mm-hmm. Um, and so live the marriage you want to live, not mm-hmm. the marriage of someone else, you know. Uh-oh,
0: bars. Bars. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, babe, thank you for joining us me mm-hmm. on on this part But well, you're always here but thank you for actually being Sitting a guest couch. yeah i appreciate mm-hmm. it uh, so before you leave yes. as you know we have a new tradition on the pod every mm-hmm. guest that comes on i want to ask them this final question mm-hmm. and that question is how do you define success
1: success for me is happiness in all areas of my life family life marriage career once i'm happy I think I am truly successful in anything that I do. Or I am a successful person once I'm happy. Mm. Awesome.
0: I'm happy. Happiness. Are you happy? Are you happy? Are you happy? Uh, Thank you, my love. That's great. That's great. All right. So we've reached the portion of the of the uh, pod where I leave with you a milestone, right? And this milestone is pertaining to marriage and relationships, right? I wanted to kind of bring everything home. And the milestone for today is actually a quote from my dad, right? And it says, "Marriage is a school of learning. Keep learning." You know, I I I think as long as we could keep learning the foundation of relationships and marriages, uh, you know, I I think it's 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 only the only possibility is for us to continue to grow and strengthen those relationships. Um, you know, Sharice and I are committed to continuing to learn each other, continuing to learn ourselves, continuing to learn about our marriage. And and once, you know, once kids come along, we want to continue to learn even about raising and rearing kids, right? And we want to make sure that we're both on the same page and have the best interests of everyone involved, right? Her, myself, and the kids as well. Um, So marriage is a school of learning. Keep learning. That's the milestone for you guys today. So that brings us to the end of this pod. Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us. As you know, the goal and vision of this part is to continue to entertain, educate, and elevate you miles high above your fears, your doubts, and any limitations that you may think exist, always knowing that those limitations only exist in your mind. All right. Until next time, you guys be blessed.